I'll show you the dark side. Hello there and welcome to Curiosity Kill the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah, and uh, happy Sunday to everybody. You know, Monday's just around the corner. Everybody just loves that feeling. So um, let's hop into an X-Wing or TIE Fighter. I'm not going to ask you to choose between the dark side or the light side. Um, Specifically today, it's going to be all about the Force and its awakening. In 2015, all of us Star Wars fans were treated to the first feature-length Star Wars film since 2005's Revenge of the Sith. That's a long time. That's a very long time. And I touched on the Star Wars drought um, in my Revenge of the Sith episode just uh you know if you're a little bit older you you know what it's like to have to wait like decades between um star wars content and now um you know between uh the animated shows and standalone movies that come out um and there's just so many things coming up down the road we've got ob the show uh andor the show oh my god it's gonna be so good to see cassie in again um just love to see dead character shows it's my fave so anyways um without further ado i'm going to be getting into the force awakens um i've watched it a couple times over the last couple weeks and um i just watching it through the lens of ray being a palpatine is is where it's at like it's as much as there wasn't a plan, uh, as J.J. Abrams stated, and, you know, I know everybody has their own criticisms for the, the, the sequel trilogies, you know, whatever, to each their own. Um, I don't have too, too many hangups just because any plot holes or if there's characters I didn't feel like got, you know, certain, certain characters who should have gotten bigger storylines. I, tr- I just sort of... Um, I just kind of make that all up in my head. I kind of just fill in the holes myself. That's what I do with Game of Thrones and Harry Potter and all that stuff, you know. So that way I'm just not sitting there bitching about all these things that I wish they would have done. Um, But again, to each their own. We can all uh, express ourselves how we want. But I'm going to, I just, I'm going to try to keep it positive. Um, The only thing I do not like about this movie is fucking Kylo Ren. Um, I love Ben Solo. Um, I really form a huge attached I have formed huge attachment to him um from the last Jedi on um going into the rise of Skywalker but in the force awakens dude I'm just like fuck this guy he's awful he's got a little bit of this like white guy alt righty stuff to him that just just when I saw it for the first time it didn't sit right with me in the theaters I was just like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do Kylo like everybody else I just love Ray. Finn, BB-8, Poe, beautiful Leia again, an old man, Han, and Chewbacca, and fucking R2 just like lighting up and coming back to life at the end of the movie. Beautiful. But fucking Kylo, man, he's just, he's just a shitty dude. He's just a bad guy. And uh, I just remember thinking in the theaters, like, I don't know what they're going to do to get me to like him, but I guess we'll just, we'll just roll with it. And, you know, like a good Jamie Lannister by the end of the series. Um, you know, uh, 
I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Rilo. I, I love the two together. And, um, yeah, but that's, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to bounce around, um, different critical, uh, ideas about this, uh, this movie in particular, The Force Awakens, um, I think got a lot of people excited, um, about Star Wars again, anybody who, I guess, I don't know, people were just so weird about the prequels that it was an interesting energy going into when The Force Awakens, uh, came out. It was a really interesting Star Wars time, um, and I just remember, like, the preview blow, like, blowing up on YouTube. Um, like, morning shows were talking about it on the radio. Um, it just, uh, yeah, we have this, we have this radio station um, here in San Diego called Rock 105.3. And uh, there's a morning show called The Show. And one of the guys on it, Eddie, is such a fucking... Like, the OG Star Wars original guy, like, you know, that age, like, the first movies, the prequels. And I just remember this dude just getting, like, so psyched and so excited for this movie. And just listening to this morning show almost every day and just being like, hell yeah, like, Star Wars, you know? Like, I loved Revenge of the Sith. And this just, I don't care who any of these people are. Like, I'm excited and I'm ready. And um, and I was just jazzed fucking jazzed for it big and pregnant I was like eight months pregnant when I went and saw it in the theaters with my mom and my sister and um had this Darth Vader shirt I got specifically for it and I just felt like I was like yep I'm a fan again baby like here we go let's do this and so um a couple days after I did my um Revenge of the Sith episode I got a lovely message from at that guy Garrick um on Twitter about um just how the force awakens was, uh, was kind of the thing that brought him back into star Wars and got him jazzed about it again. And he just went into this beautiful detail of the snow forest scene, um, Kylo fighting Finn at first, you know, after he knocks Ray out and then Ray getting up and fighting him and the saber coming to her. Um, cause I really love the part where he says that lightsaber, it belongs to me for some reason. It just, it sticks out in my head, like Howard Hughes, uh, aviator, like it just will just like run in my brain. I'll just hear like that lightsaber. It belongs to me. That lightsaber. It belongs to me. It'll just like play in my head like a fucking song that gets stuck in it. I don't know if that's OCD or not, but I think it is. Um, so just like that was just like in this thread in my mind. And so, um, uh, seeing that, that message about the snow forest scene, I was like, yes, okay. There's somewhere to apply this freaking thing that's not that's just been stuck in my head for days um and he just brought up how like how beautiful it was that you know he wanted the saber to come to him but it goes to ray and she just fucking smoked his ass like she put she sliced his face open okay and when you look at that if you even just look at the snow forest scene when she starts when her powers show through and her sixth sense for the force and all of that. Um, it's so Palpatine. You know what I mean? And again, I know there was no plan, you know, as to who she was going to be at this point. But like, same thing. You could say the same thing about Vader dealing with Leia in A New Hope. You know what I mean? He's he's literally scolding his teenage daughter, but doesn't know that's her daughter. Well, the movie was fucking made before they even went into the whole lore of it. So that's what I'm talking about when I mean you can kind of fill in these places in your own mind, right? And so for me, 
going back and watching The Force Awakens a couple times, um, I just, when you look at Rey, I know she's Rey Skywalker, but when you look at Rey with the Palpatine bloodline, you know, getting dropped off on this planet by her, her parents who sacrificed their life of raising their own daughter to protect her from Palpatine, um, is huge and it shouldn't be dismissed. And I would just really like to know more about her mom and her dad. Like Palpatine's a fucking creep, dude. So it's like, he went on to have a kid, you know, like, and Palpatine just like, what fucking, what did his parents, like, what, what was the catalyst for him to be like, I'm going to be an evil overlord. Like, what did this little ginger decide one day in his, like, rich little Naboo life and decided to just be like, I'm going to be the freaking most evil overlord ever and make everybody suffer because of it. I'm getting off topic. But, um, just the fact that Ray, you know, it's in her name. She's this beautiful, shining beacon of light, a, a, a ray of light, a ray of hope, all of these things. She's literally hope, you know, these all of these movies come back to hope. And, um, yeah, the fact that it took, you know, a Palpatine turned Skywalker to take down, you know, zombie Palpatine. The fact that, you know, she was able to resist Kylo asking her to come to the dark side the whole time. Um, it's just really beautiful and I really enjoy it. And I'm just excited to get into all of the little nuggets and facets of this movie. Um, I'm going to kick off with Kylo showing up to the one planet with the three-eyed raven and Oscar Isaac and BB-8. Um, definitely want to talk about Han being older. Because um, when I get to The Last Jedi, I will probably spend the most of it talking about old Luke. Because um, I love old man Luke. Um, so anyways, going to get into the Han Solo stuff. Um, his just beautiful relationship with Ray and with Finn. Um, you could just tell that he was a dad who missed his boy and he treats Ray and Finn as like a, as like pseudo kids, you know? Um, and kind of like one of his own, you know, he kind of treats them like, I'm sure he, he would want somebody to treat him when he was just a young scruffy guy. So I just, it's so beautiful. It's so neat. And, um, gonna get into uh kylo taking him out and um maybe a little bit of the Maz stuff and uh finishing it up on the uh with the old snow forest scene so that's gonna be the episode and um i'm looking forward to getting into it and i hope you are too all right, let's get into The Force Awakens. Um, I did forget to mention, out of all the little uh, tidbits and nuggets I'm going to be getting into uh, over the next, hopefully, less than an hour. Let's see if I can do this. Um, but uh, um, really going to be talking about watching Ray throughout this movie um, be a complete contrast to her Palpatine bloodline. Her name is Ray Skywalker. It's what she chose at the end of the series. So I will always refer to her and consider her to be Ray Skywalker. It's what she chose. Um, however, her bloodline, you know, the people that brought her into the world are Palpatines. And so it goes back, you know, there's the nurture nature conversation. Again, this is a fucking fictional character. So I'm going to kind of be hopefully bouncing back and forth between like the difference between maybe what like a Palpatine what 
Chancellor Palpatine would do in certain situations that she's in um, compared to what she does because she's just such an innocent light and was left to take care of herself and rather than becoming a bitter, jaded, you know, turn to the dark side, feed off of that, those, those bad feelings in order to become more powerful and move up in the galaxy world, whatever. Um, she just stays right alongside that, that, that light pathway down there and, and keeps going down it. Even when the dark moments pop up in the last Jedi and the force awakens, when we get to see fucking evil Sithy Ray, which I love, um, it's just really cool. And I wouldn't even mind if her character at some point, if they keep her, 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 uh, storyline going here in the future, I wouldn't even mind if Ray Skywalker has some dark moments or even goes dark for a while somewhere down her, her, her life path or whatever. Um, because you know, in life things are always changing and, um, uh, you know, it, it would be interesting to see, like, if in the future, after this, you know, the three, the three big movies here that she was in, um, where her character would kind of go and end up, you know, if her and Finn end up together, or if they have more of a brother-sister, Luke and Leia type relationship, um, that's one thing I kind of like, as, like, The Last Jedi went on, and uh, the Rise of Skywalker went on and she was clearly going in this Kylo Ben Solo direction um, in terms of like you could tell there was obviously, uh, you know, they're the dyad together, but there was uh, this just innocent romantic, you know, she as much as she wanted to save him, she didn't compromise herself to try to save him or lessen herself to do that. Um so I do, I do enjoy that romance between Kylo and Rey, although I would have liked to see it go to Rey and Finn. Um, cause he's so cute. Like at the beginning when they first meet and he's like, he's like, Oh, you, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a, you got a family. You got a boyfriend. You got a cute boyfriend. Like <laughs> it's just so cute how he says boyfriend. You got a cute boyfriend. Um, you know, it, it's honestly, it's like something Luke could have said to Leia before knowing that they were brother and sister. So, um, you know, so I, 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 I try to go throughout the rest of the, the movies here with that kind of in my head, like more of a brotherly, more of a hairy Hermione relationship, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, they'll forever be cowards and they'll never give us Finn and Poe together. Um, but, you know, if you want that storyline in your brain, fucking put it there. Okay. Um, so anyways, um, that's, I don't, I'm not really sure where I was, um, going to be taking that from this point on, but, um, yeah, to just get into, um, the beginning here, you get that classic scroll, the yellow. Okay. We know that Luke is, uh, has been MIA. There's a map out there. The bad guys are trying to find the map and it's been placed in the memory bank, hard drive, floppy disk, part of a droid unit right because classic star wars let's hide all of our secret plans in the droids right so we get the only droid that could ever be as cute and as wonderful as r2 like those little machines are just 
so great and so precious. And nothing's more heartbreaking than when R2 was told to stay on the ship and then Anakin never came back to the ship and Obi came back to the ship and R2 looks at Obi and then he looks back for like a fucking millisecond back to see if Anakin's coming and then sees that he's not and then just follows sadly behind Obi-Wan onto Padme's ship. Fucking heartbreaking. And when Luke is holding on to R2 and The Last Jedi when the temple's burning down and he's so sad. Just like R2, man, he's just been through it. So it's like, where do you, you know, it's like, where do you go from here? What droid could ever be in the same realm as, as King R2? And uh, we get it with BB-8. I mean, he's orange. He's white. He's like a little creamy dreamsicle, you know? He's literally, if BB-8 was an ice cream flavor, he'd be a 50-50, half and half orange creamsicle bar. That little, that just bless that little droid he's so cute and so we get poe talking to the three-eyed raven and he hides the plans he tells bb8 you gotta go buddy you gotta go and then you get kylo coming in at the first moment right and i just remember being in the theaters being like dude adam driver he looks skulky and scary and really dark in this outfit and um the helmet looked good it looked a little duck like for me back in back in 2015 um but I, I did my best to take him seriously right but I just again I was just lots of emo sad boy vibes going on and um and uh you know I'll show you the dark side I love how the fucking old man is like how he tells him you've uh look how old you've become and he says something far worse has happened to you oh bah Mm, punch gut punch that's like fucking sick burn dude um so he got him there and then kyle's like i'll show you the dark side and just cuts him down with the lightsaber um yeah that was pretty visceral and it shows you right away that kylo ren is a, a wretched twisted creature already and i it wasn't until like the end of all of the new movies that i realized like holy shit this guy is actually pretty young um doing all of these bad things um, I don't know why I just, I had this idea that he was like in his mid twenties and later twenties. Cause I think Adam driver is right around my age, early thirties. Um, so the Kylo character, I wasn't sure like what age is he supposed to be here? Is he older than Anakin in revenge of the Sith? Is he supposed to be Luke's age? Like, you know, original trilogy stuff. Where are we at here with him? And, um, I don't really know cause I haven't read any of the books or the comics on the newer stuff. So I just like to assume that he's like 23 and he acts like a little asshole 23 year old. Although I know some 23 year olds and they don't act like that. So <sighs> anyways, um, so when Poe comes up and him and Kylo are going back and forth between before he puts them up on the ship with him, um, it's, oh no, 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 hold on before I get there. When Poe goes to fire the blaster shot and Kylo stops it and the, the, the laser bullet thing, you know, probably looks like a foot wide is just like suspended in the air and like suspended in its shot from Kylo holding it off with like the force power. And when Poe walks around and he's just staring at it, like, you know, anytime some of the characters that are a little bit more Hanish, you know, in terms of like, you know, a little scruffier and I believe in the real things and, 
you know, th this, all this other stuff's mumbo jumbo, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll get to the part where Han says it's all true. Um, but you could see that look in Poe's face right there where he truly acknowledges like, fuck, <laughs> this dark shit is bad. Like this is scary. And he goes up to Kylo and they do the little banter thing, you know, and you, you do get a little Han Solo vibes from Poe, you know, uh, just the jacket, the outfit, everything. Um, and then Poe has that second moment of like, oh, fuck. When he's on the the ship with Kylo and Kyle, Kylo goes to like pull, you know, the shit out of his brain. Um, and he just screams and he does such, Oscar Isaac does such a good job in acting at that moment. Um, how he tells him he can't hear him through his mask. It's funny. It's good. It's not super cheesy, but whatever. So we get Poe and, um, I, I liked that character's like him established as a character. Okay, here we go. We got, here's our rebel dude. And then the little, uh, there's the little shots of, of Finn and his stormtrooper stuff, you know, in that whole opening, it's really good. It's really good. And when it all adds up and it comes to that, that, um, climax at, at the end of him, um, of Kai, Oh, hold it. From the blood smear, titanic smear on the, the helmet, you know, from him, his head turning in the stormtrooper helmet, you know, the, the apprehension that you can see exuding through the stormtrooper uniform, um, all the way until when Kylo is going to get on the ship and he fucking looks over right at Finn and he knows, he knows something's up with the stormtrooper over here. He fucking knows. And it's really great. And it's really, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just these little touches that J.J. Abrams is really good at doing. Um, and so, yeah, so we've got, we got our little apprehensive stormtrooper sprinkled in there perfectly, right? And then, um, you know, when him and Poe come together for the first time and they're on the ship and, and Poe asks him, what's your name? And he says, you know, FN, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, what? And he's like, that's the only name I've ever had. And he's like, nah, dude, it's not going to work. Like, Finn, Finn, I'm going to call you Finn. And the look on John Boyega's face as Finn when he gets christened with the name Finn is just like, oh, yeah, I, li <laughs> I like that. I like Finn. Like, that's fucking cool. Um, it's so cute. And it's such a... Um, you know, as much as we all like to ship them, um, they do have this really, you know, when you look at somebody like Finn, who's completely alone outside of these stormtroopers, this evil empire that's all around him. Um, I'm so sorry if I, if <laughs> I make sick sounds, I'm still getting over being sick and I'm trying not to like blow my nose every five seconds on this episode. Um, but uh, they just... It, in that fucking thing, you know, oh, I thought you could fly this. Oh, I thought you could fly it. You know, it's a beautiful male fucking relationship, very brotherly. Um, and just, um, it's just really sweet. And, and it's established right off the bat, the two of them in that, um, are they in a TIE fighter? I probably got that wrong, but the, whatever little fucking evil ship that they got into to escape and leave and, and get to the fucking trash planet of Jakku. Um, I always, I always like to think that like in uh, the rise of Skywalker, 
if Ray would have um would have actually killed Chewie when she does the Palpatine uh, lightning thing up at the ship, you know, when she's all fucking mad and it just comes out of control and Kylo's like, oh, um, if Chewie would have stayed dead, that would have been like the most metal heartbreaking thing ever. Like, I'm so glad we got Chewie back. Don't get me wrong. But like, that would have been very like, Aunt Beru and, uh, you know, the, the Lars at the beginning of A New Hope when they're like fucking smoky skeletons in front of, um, in front of the little hut house there. That would have been like a really good moment. But, you know, we got Chewie back and that was great and that was good. But that would have been a fucking, that would have been a really harsh moment. A really harsh tie. Uh, way harsh tie. So, anyways, um, when, uh, when the, the, the ship crashes down and, and we see Poe's gone and Finn's like, fuck, you know, um, I think he's got his jacket or whatever. Um, if they would have left Poe dead, that would have been another metal moment. And not saying that they should have, because again, I love that Poe is in all of the storylines. But like, if they would have just fucking killed him right there, like that would have been something. That would have been, that would have been a metal new hope moment at the beginning of this trilogy series. But anyways, whatever. We, we get all this beautiful Poe. So, uh, fucking Finn is just kind of like, <laughs> just sort of like, well, there goes my one friend that I had, you know? So anyways, um, when we get the shot of Ray scavenging in her, in her mask with the goggles and her whole sand outfit, her protective gear, and just being like, a cute little grubby girl, you know, just scraping up the metal pit pieces of this old evil empire ship thing. Um, you know, scrubbing her metal pieces in front of the old lady and seeing that this was what her future is going to be like forever. If something doesn't change, um, it's just really delightful. And she just has a beautiful, welcoming, warm presence right off the bat. Just again, a literal ray of light. And um, by the time BB-8 comes into her life, you know, she she hears him right away and she sees that he's in this net and she frees him and saves him. And um, it's just so cute and I just really like it. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about her and Finn meeting next. Okay, so my apologies. I just went back and replayed and I noticed my um Naboo ambient music in the background was a little bit too high for my particular liking and um it's we're in the middle of a heat wave here in Southern California and um the uh the fan was on so I turned it off everything's cool and um yeah now hopefully audio's all good um but yes so I left off with a uh, with Ray okay so by the time uh her and Finn meet, you know, and he he uh he fakes being a freaking uh rebel rebel fighter and BB8 sees Poe's jacket on him and gets all excited at first. Um and then they have to get out of Dodge and hop on the Millennium Falcon and go. Um just like they're just you know if there's anything that like carries through these movies more so than like the this huge gargantuan 
uh, epic story, outer space, lightsabers, pew pew, all this stuff. Um, I've brought up before that like when actors are just like relishing in the roles that they're playing, um, that can just, that just does so much. Um, I mean, even it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And so the relationship, uh, the dynamic and the banter between, um, Ray and Finn starts going, you know, and you've got little BB-8, uh, um, following along, you know, like, uh, like Ron Weasley, um, you know, it's time for Han and Chewie to load up on the old, uh, Millennium Falcon and take it back over. And, um, she's so funny when she's down in the thing and what is she doing? Trying to get the gas from, I don't know. She's trying to fix something. And she like asks him to give her something. And she goes like, no, no, no. Um, it's just like, it's just, it's fucking hilarious. Um, and so anyways, they're just, I don't know. They're just, they're great together. They're joy together. And I think, um, it'd be really fun to see Daisy Ridley and John Boyega do something different together, like in the future outside of Star Wars. Um, like if they were like a, like a hot couple, like married, like criminal underground, like power couple, that could be good. Like I, I would watch all two and a half hours of that fucking movie. So moving on along, um, they, you know, when they're hiding from, um, from Han and Chewie, you know, that moment where, where they just, where they, they, you know, just their faces come into the screen, almost like a Huey, Dewey and Louie, you know, that sort of like in through the doorway kind of shot. Um, you know, and he's like, we're home. It's, um, it gets you every time. It just gets you every time. It puts a big ass smile on my face. It's doing it right now. Um, and you know, say what you want about Harrison Ford. People are always like, oh, he's grumpy. Oh, he only did the movie. So that way Han Solo could die because he wanted to die in the one Star Wars. No, just, okay. He was like, of course he got a fucking fat paycheck, you know, but like this man would not, he would not have said yes if he didn't want to say yes. Simple and plain as that. No matter how much money, no matter what they were going to do with this character, he simply would not have done it if he did not want to do it. So um, you could just see he just um, just sink right back into this, into this, uh, into this personality, um, you know, into that, that relationship with Chewie, seeing them together. They just go hand in hand. They're like peas and carrots. And, um, it's just funny how, like, he just knew where they were pretty much right away. And, um, you know, them, Ray trying to dick around with the controllers and him, like, looking at her, like, what the fuck are you doing? And how she says, like, oh, I heard this, but beat the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. Um, and he's like, it was 12. Um, it's just, it's beautiful. And it's not cheesy nostalgia. It's, it's not fan servicey. You're just, you're literally, um these characters, you know, a few decades down the road have a mythos and a legendary aspect to the character that they've put out into this fictional universe. So of course, people younger like Ray and Finn are going to be like, oh my God, you're Han Solo, the war hero. Um, you know, the rebel, uh, rebel general, you know, and, and Ray and Finn both being like talking about all these cool things about Han Solo. And, um, you know, he's just kind of looking at them like, 
you know, I, I just, it's so good. It's so good. And, um, when, um, oh, what do they do? They bring up Luke Skywalker. And I think this is before he, he does the whole, like, it's all, you know, it's all true. Um, you know, the force stuff, um, you know, they get like, yeah, you knew Luke, Luke Skywalker. And he's like, yeah, I knew Luke. And I remember when I first saw it, I was like, man, he sounds like he doesn't like Luke Skywalker anymore. And then it took me a long time to realize, like, um, it actually, I think it took The Last Jedi for me for this to kind of click when when Luke and Leia have a scene together before he goes out and he fights Ben and she tells him there's still light in him and it matches that Padme moment where she tells Obi there's still light in him, blah, 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 whatever. Um, uh you know, I, I don't know too much about like the order of the Jedi, the Jedi order, the order of the Jedi, like the order of the Phoenix. Um, I just know that like, you know, Padawans have to leave their homes and their attachments from a very young age. And then it's like, you're with your Jedi master and there's the council and there's all that stuff. So like, um, I, I always kind of wondered, like, you know, it didn't sound like Han or Leia had really seen Ben Solo in a long time, even before he was Kylo, blah, blah, blah. It clicked finally that like, oh, you know, when Luke um, took Ben in as a Padawan into his Jedi Temple Academy, whatever, um, you know, he's, he's taking them away from his parents, you know, and Han and Leia get into that briefly in the movie which is just it's so beautiful I'll just get into it now um because I don't like to sequence things right um you know they have this beautiful thing where she's sort of like saying like he's he's gone you know I I you know he he went to Luke and this stuff happened how it happened and and uh Han's like no I'm I'm gonna get him back I'm gonna go get our son back and um it's beautiful. They're, they're real. Oh, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. I know that they were banging on the set, the old movies. So it's kind of cute to see them all, all older and like that fucking Fleetwood Mac aspect of like the two of them, like being together after all these years, it was quite lovely. And, um, you know, talking about their son and then Han going off and being like, I'll, whether he fucking kills me, doesn't kill me, whatever it does, I'm going to go fucking do it. Cause this is, this is my kid. This is our kid. Okay. Like we gave him away once so he could be a Jedi, but something different is going to happen this time. And I don't know how it's going to go, but it's going to go how it does. And that's it. And Leia knows it cause she's smart as a whip and she's fucking force sensitive. Okay. So, um, yeah, that, that whole part is really touching. And so to get back to how he expresses the whole line of, um, yeah, I knew Luke. He, I now look at it through the view of him being angry at himself. Like, you know what? I had one kid, I had one son and yeah, being a Jedi is pretty fucking cool, but you know, what's even cooler having a relationship with your kid. And, um, and I think that's what the bitterness is. I don't think it has anything to do with Luke. And I think why we see Luke be so guilty and upset and just the way that he is in The Last Jedi, fucking put your complaints away, it's because he took in his sister's child, you know, her one son um, and his best friend's kid. Um, 
to to make him this powerful Jedi, like he said, because I was Luke Skywalker. I thought I could do it. And, um, you know, I think, honestly, maybe I'll put this on a poll on Twitter. I don't know if I've seen this asked before, um, but probably has. Um, I wonder if Ben, he does have some books. I know Kylo has some books and some comic stuff, so I, I don't really know. But I wonder if Ben would have stayed with Leia and Han rather than going off to the Jedi thing and sort of just, I don't know. I, you know, would he have come out different? I don't know. All I know is I just ugh, fucking don't like him in this movie because of what he does to his dad. <sighs> but anyways, um, yeah, so... And I think, you know, that's why we get that look of Luke at the end of the movie when, when Ray goes to hand him the, the fucking uh, lightsaber that her and Kylo and Finn were just, you know, fighting over for, you know, he looks at it with this just disdain and this sort of like, no, not this, like anything but this. Um, I don't even want to fucking look at that lightsaber. Um, and he freaking tosses... He tosses a lightsaber in one of the other fucking original movies. So him tossing the lightsaber in The Last Jedi is just Star Wars poetry. Moving on. Um, so, yeah, I think the dynamic between Han Solo and Chewie and Finn and Rey is just absolutely wonderful. It's a joy to watch. Again, it's like Han treats them as these kind of pseudo kids of his, you know, almost like they're like him. But they're kind, you know. But he's he's has this son that he hasn't seen in forever, and so this is his, a way that he can subconsciously be fatherly at the same time. Um, it's a whole interesting dynamic, you know. It's really cute that he knows who his his daughter in law is before, you know, before he, uh, you know, before he leaves leaves the galaxy. And um, anyways, it's just it's good. It's so good. And. Um, you know, when all the the fucking, uh, all the different gangs show up because they want, you know, because Han screwed him out of something is just very fitting and hilarious. And um, just the, the, the comedy, the physical comedy that the, the, the three of them all do together between the three of them and this whole, you know, scenario going off and having, you know, Finn running around. And um, I don't think he's quite screaming Ray's name uh, the, the whole time yet. I think that's pretty much the rise of Skywalker, um, which we can get into that all day. Um, but it's just, uh, they're very, they are all so good at the physical comedy aspect of Star Wars, which I think is really underappreciated. Um, so yeah. All right. So before I cruise into the whole Han Solo death scene, and um, the Snow Forest, which is one of the most epic, beautiful Star Wars battles, uh, lightsaber battles, and um, and it's kind of a short one. So it uh, just goes to show you that uh, a big punch can be packed in a, a little little package. Um, I want to get into the whole uh, uh, Ray meeting Maz and um, hearing the lightsaber. Well, I guess I am getting into it. Um, I really enjoyed, didn't understand, I think, like, the first few times I've seen this movie, um, you know, that the lightsaber was, 
the blue one calling out to her. Um, that one uh, just is very specific um, because it was Anakin's lightsaber, um, which makes it even more special uh, for some reason. Um, I always forget that uh, he was fighting with the green one um, in the older movies. So anyways, um, I just thought that was that was really cool. That just kind of showed you that even though you know, she wasn't a Palpatine yet, that, um, you know, that powerful side of the force, um, was calling to her, and, um, I just like Maz's character, I think I've mentioned before that I would like to see, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, um, like, actually as herself, like, as a Star Wars character, I think they could do that, she could be Maz and somebody else and totally be fine, um, but anyways, she's such a cute little alien and like her little eyes and how she's orange and her little goggles. Um, she's just a, she's a fun character and she's really sweet with Ray. Um, I think it's nice that Ray gets, um, she kind of got that fatherly aspect from Han. Then she gets it from Luke. Uh, but she also gets these little motherly moments from, um, from Maz and from Leia. And, uh, again, to just get into that you know, how Han, uh, treated Finn and Ray, you know, just so, so sweetly in his old man way. Uh, Leia is just so, um, God, she's so regal, you know, she's so feisty and everything, but, um, this, this older Leia, um, you know, she's, she doesn't need, you know, as many one-liners to come across. She just, you know, she has all those same sharp looks that she had in the original trilogies that it comes across, but it's just this even more just almost a uh, Padme-esque, you know, uh, well, uh, her dad was very regal to Bail, Bail Organa and her mom, Brea, was that her name? Um, but anyways, uh, she just exudes this very queenly energy. It's not so princessy anymore. It's very queenly. And again, she's a fucking general. So, you know, whatever. Uh, but she's very sweet with Ray. And, um, you know, at the end when Archie wakes up and they know, you know, where to go find Luke and her sending Ray on her way, um, there's just these beautifully touching moments between the two of them. And I don't really think I ever looked at it through the aspect of like, yeah, Leia was kind of like, Ray's mom, you know, the only kind of motherly figure that she had in her life. And, you know, she's a fucking grown up at this point. So it's just, yeah. Anyways. Um, so that's those, those little relationships and, and, and aspects to the movie, um, make it even more grounded and textured and rich, um, in the whole Star Wars, uh, Skywalker saga tapestry. And so, uh, we get um, when Han is uh, with Finn and they're about to fight or something and, and Finn says something like, oh, just use the force. And Han looks over at him and he's like, that's not how the force works. It's just, it's like just hitting the ball out of the park. It's, it's, it's a wonderful dynamic. And again, to go back to the whole comedy aspect of, of this movie, um, their timing is just chef's kiss beautiful. So now we have um, freaking Kylo coming in, um, 
you know, oh my God, that's when Han says to Leia, I saw him. I saw our son. <laughs> so good. Uh, um, and then he, you know, freaking picks up Ray, you know, they get in their fight and he picks her up and takes her, takes her up onto the ship. And that's, I think that's the first time we see Finn go, Ray. Um, so it's beautiful. And my little sister's middle name is Ray. And I, Oh shit, does she spell it with an E or an A? It doesn't matter. Um, but I was trying to figure out what to title this episode earlier and her and her friend were in a room and I just went in there and I was like, could I just title it The Force Awakens? Ray! And I scared the shit out of her and she wasn't impressed and she was like, just leave. And so I did. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's the first time we see him doing his signature Ray move and, um, then it's like, we got to go fucking, we got to go get our girl back, right? So freaking Han, Chewie, Finn, they get it going. They, they, they get to the ship and freaking Kylo is just being so weird with Ray. Again, I just, it took me a while to figure this fucking character out. And so like his whole dynamic with her when they're alone in the thing and he gets all close with her. I just like, I just, <laughs> it took most of the last Jedi for me to be like, okay, all right. I can do this. Um, but uh, he's just so triggered by her. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, it is interesting because at one point he's, he sort of asked her. Yeah, I, I've noticed the last couple times I've watched it that like um, as like weirdly, you know, close he gets like up in her ear and in her face and stuff. Like all of a sudden he just turns to this like weird, curious, like Edward Scissorhand boys, boy where he's just kind of like, like, how do you do this? Or show me, like, I don't know. It's just really weird. It's really interesting. And it's kind of dorky and it's sort of funny. Um, but, um, anyways, but the fucking time, uh, Solo and him are on the bridge together, you know, Han sees him walking by again at one point. And then, um, I just think Harrison Ford does a beautiful performance in this movie. And I think he really enjoyed, um, being in the scene with Adam Driver, um, I don't know what their dynamic was like on this set, but I, I could just feel from this scene that, um, that as tough as it was, he really enjoyed it because he finally got a fucking let Han Solo die, which again, I love, God bless grumpy old stoner Han Solo or uh, Harrison Ford. You know, this was his moment. He's like, okay, this guy can finally die. Um, and, uh, you know, little did he know he had to come back as a force ghost, which he doesn't fucking know anything about, which is, please YouTube that video of somebody asking Harrison Ford what a force ghost is because he doesn't even fucking know. And it's so great. And it's so funny. And, um, anyways, I don't think he's being grumpy in the interview. I just think he's so fucking stoned that he's just like, I don't even know what the fuck a force ghost is. So anyways, um, you know, when he reaches out and he touches his face, he tells him to take the mask off. Um, and Adam Driver, it's just matching him. And they both are just so painful and both wanting to just really reach out and be with each other. And then when that eclipse goes over, you know, you see Ray and Chewie and Finn, um, Finn and the darkness just clouds over him. And instead of doing the right thing, he does the wrong thing. He takes the saber. He says, thank you. And he kills him. And that's it. And I want to cry every time. Somehow I made an edit of this a while ago. And I was like, this is really deep. Like, I, 
I hadn't watched the movie in so long and I just went straight into doing this edit and fast forwarding all these parts. I was like, this feels kind of sacrilegious to just like skip this whole movie and like just be editing the like fucking Han Solo death scene. So I paid my respects and made sure I watched the whole movie right after that. Um, But fucking Chewbacca crying out like only Natalie Portman cries better than Chewbacca um it's heart-wrenching it's so sad and um you know it's just not fair Chewie just they just belong together that's why when Lando pops up in um the Rise of Skywalker and he's like hey Chewbacca it's so good it's so good because they're the you know the two oldest characters who make it to the end of this trilogy and you know all their their oldest best buddies are gone outside of the droid the droids and the new kids you know the new gang um so yeah it's 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 Chewbacca bless him I'm so sorry that he had to go through that and he had to see it too but you know what he fucking smoked he he freaking was the first one to smoke Kylo right freaking crossbows him right through the gut right and so you know, Finn and Ray cry out. And so whatever, when they all end up on the fucking snow forest together. Okay. And Kylo's standing there and he's like, and he like fucking pumps his stomach and Ray's like, you're a monster. Um, uh, it's so good. And he freaking shoots her across the tree. Um, and I can't remember the lightsaber comes out and Finn starts fighting with Kylo. And it's very short before Kylo, you know, gets the better of him and, and slices him across the back, which is like, you know, um, those two fighting together, it's really cool because we're so used to seeing people highly trained in the Jedi stuff. So that way when they're fight, you know, they're, they're, they're matching. And like between Ray picking up the saber and Finn picking up the saber, they've never fought with a lightsaber before, you know? Um, and they're just going at it. And the way Finn fights, you know, I've heard people complain, oh, him and freaking Ray don't know how to fight or how would Ray know how to fight without blah, blah. I don't even know what the argument even is, whatever it is. Um, I just watching that raw strength and talent of Finn fighting with the saber and Ray fighting with the saber um, is really beautiful compared to Kylo's Jedi trained saber stuff and Sith shit that he's got going on. And so um, when Ray finally um, steps up and, you know, the fucking saber comes to her and they start fighting, dude, you're watching a baby Palpatine fight, you know, a Skywalker solo. We're watching, you know, we don't ever see Sidious fight Luke. He just does the lightning power. Um, In the sequels or the prequel trilogies, we see Palpatine fight Yoda but it's all, it's just lightning power and brain power um besides that. So this is this is, you know, once you know she's a palpatine or that she came from that that and you watch Kylo with his bloodline fighting Rey with the bloodline that she has, um it's really awesome and it's just it's so fucking cool and she's just so like feisty and again there's just that raw just talent with her her fighting skills and she smokes him she gets the better of him she slashes him right across the fucking face and um freaking 
Peace out, bro. See you in the next fucking movie. Um, Miss, you know, Mr. Dyad. Um, so it's really cool and it's really beautiful. And again, I got to thank at that guy Garrick for, um, just, just rehashing that. Cause again, when I was doing my one edit with a bunch of Kylo stuff, um, cutting up the snow forest scene, um, again, I was like, dude, I got to watch this whole movie again. Because like when he says that lightsaber, it belongs to me. He's, he's being an, an entitled little, like, I know who I am. I know that lightsaber is mine. And Ray's like, fucking, you don't know shit because like, uh, my granddaddy fucking had your granddaddy in a fucking power hold position for decades. Like my granddaddy was in, was the boss of your fucking granddaddy. And I'm going to fucking show you in this fight. And she did. And it was cool. And she kicked his ass and, um, he got beat by a girl. And I just, you know, I, I don't know what I'm saying here, but like I, I watch my sons, they do jujitsu when they fight girls their same age. And, um, you know, they get smoked sometimes too. And, uh, I, I think by the end of it, Kylo was into it. I think at first he wasn't like down with like, Oh, a girl's beating me or is more powerful than me. Um, he was definitely fucking turned on by the end. So, <laughs> um, take that as you may. So yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to get into in terms of this movie. Um, by the time we see, um, her coming back and, um, you know, Chewbacca coming back without, uh, Harrison Ford, without Han Solo and Leia knowing, uh, you know, and knowing that Kylo was the one that did it. Um, you know, she takes it, she takes that fucking hit and it's, it's a bummer and it's sad, but she's a general and she moves on to the next mission because as soon as R2 wakes up and BB-8's like, oh my God, I have a friend now. Um, bless him. He's like so beautiful. Um, you know, he's like, the machine woke up. Um, you know, it's like, all right, Ray, you're fucking time to step it up. Uh, you know, poor Finn's out of commission. Oh, when he wakes up and she's gone, it's so sad. Um, oh, but he gets to see Poe again. So it's so cool. And he's like, I have your jacket. And like, Poe's like, no, buddy, it looks great on you. You keep it. Oh, it's so good. I just, it's so good. They're so great. Um, I just think it's so badass that like Ray and Chewie hop in the fucking Falcon and they go to find Luke and she goes up the step and like wherever they filmed this location, it's top notch, stunning, the landscape, everything is gorgeous. And she walks up and you see Luke just looking as good as he's ever looked. He's, I mean, he's sad, right? He's sad Luke, but like, he's just perfectly dressed and he's got his hood, right? Just like, oh my God, now Mark Hamill can study fucking Hayden Christensen because this was giving me very like Hayden Anakin vibes in Revenge of the Sith when he's like constantly like looking out into the landscape and he's kind of crying because he's like the fa- the fallen angel painting um which I'm sure Hayden studied Mark doing the binary sunset fucking shots in A New Hope in that movie star way I always like talk about dude it's one thing into the another into another into another it's gorgeous. Oh my God. I never thought about that. So anyways, Mark Hamill with the hood, he's giving us the fucking Hayden vibes. Even his hair is fucking like Anakin's. Whoa. Did they, did they do that on purpose? I'm just like, 
mind blown. You know what? Maybe that's why, like, they're so sassy, the fucking Star Wars Disney people sometimes. Because they're probably like, maybe if you'd pay attention to, like, all the poetry stuff put in here, you'd stop complaining about all the fucking plot holes we forget about. But anyways, um, yeah, it's very poignant. It's very emotional. And she's just, like, she looks like she's on the verge of crying because she's, like, meeting, like, the guy, okay? And she's handing him, like, here's your fucking dad's lightsaber. Like, here it is. And he looks at her and he takes that deep breath and it's the it's a movie, Mark Ham- movie star Mark Hamill moment. And he pulls the hood down and we don't see what he does until the next movie and beautiful like in the theaters you're like oh my god what's gonna happen next all the different theories is Rhea Kenobi is she a Skywalker is she Mace Windu's fucking love child with somebody else nobody fucking knew is she fucking related to Kygon which let me just tell you throughout the whole fucking last Jedi when she has her hair half up half down totally Kygon Jin vibes um but alas she comes from fucking Sheev Palpatine from fucking Darth Sidious, Chancellor Palpatine himself. And um, I just wonder if fucking Luke knew who she was the whole time. I I want, I'm gonna, I like that idea. I really like the idea of Luke knowing who he was training the whole time and not telling her because why would he? Why would he need to? Um, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave off of that note. So next time I watch, um, the last Jedi, I'm going to do what I did with this movie, watching it through, you know, Bray coming from the Palpatine deal. I'll watch the last Jedi in my next rewatch through the lens of a fucking Luke knowing who fucking Ray was. That would be cool. So I, uh, I implore you to do the same. So, um, yeah, again, shout out to at that guy Garrick for, um, that, that lovely message about my Revenge of the Sith episode. Um, you real, you really, really had me, um, relishing watching this snow forest scene, um, which I've watched like twice in the last two weeks and, um, really appreciating Finn and, and Ray and just their power and how good they are. And just, I don't know, it's so beautifully shot. It's perfect. So Anyways, that's the episode. Um, Next time I have a Star Wars movie episode popping up, it'll be from the original trilogy. Um, Like I said, I'm going to be bouncing around in a cycle. I'm going to go prequel, sequel, original, and so forth. So next in the rotation is one from the beginning, which perhaps I should watch the middle one since I did the last one from the prequels. I did the first one from the sequels. I'll do the middle one from the original ones. So I'll do a Empire. Yeah, I'll do Empire Strikes Back because um, that's the fucking, that's the gnarly one, you know, like Han and the bicarbonate and Lando. I just, yeah, beautiful. So I hope everybody has a lovely week and um, stay safe, stay curious And um, remember, when it comes to the force, it's all about balance. You don't want to go, you don't want to go too pious into the light like the Jedi Council of the prequels. And you don't want to get, you know, too Sithy like uh, Kylo Ren and and start killing your own dads. It's almost Father's Day, so just don't do that. All right? May the force be with you.